Welcome to this podcast from Wilkesboro Baptist Church, where we are on a mission to lead our neighbors and the nations to follow Jesus. So um, tonight is our third of uh, three interviews, or three testimonies rather, for elder candidates. And so I'm going to ask Marsh Lyle uh, to come. He's going to share with you his story of coming to faith in Jesus. Then I've got a couple of questions that I'm going to ask him, and for you as a congregation member, if you have a question at that time, uh, Dustin will have a microphone for you to ask if you're willing to. So Marsh, you come. I want to test the mic because my wife gave me instructions before I came up here to say to be sure and speak directly into the microphone. Can all of you hear me tonight? Isn't it a joy to be here together tonight and with our friends and our, our church family? As we hear about the troubles about us uh, around the world and uh, the struggles uh, even on the mission field, we're truly blessed to be here in this place, hearing the gospel preached, to lift up the message and song, and to share with one another and to encourage each other. And I covet your prayers tonight as I stand before you, as I come to you humbly asking for your support, your direction for me that I might continue to grow in my Christian walk with the Lord. I've put together some notes and uh, I've, I've, I've promised my wife that I'll try to keep up with them. And if you don't know my wife, uh, she's right over here and uh, I may, she may be giving me a signal every now and then, you know, to... To, to get me, keep me straight. But she's been my partner and my mate for a long time, and we do things together. And I thank God for her and for that time we have had together. In my opening remarks, I want to certainly express appreciation to Pastor Chris and to the church family for the opportunity to share my testimony with you tonight. Just like Paul, who was encouraged by the saints in the church of Philippi, I thank you for your love and your encouragement to me and to Pat, to my family, throughout these years that we have worshipped together. You have faithfully shared with us the fruits of the Spirit of kindness and love and cheerfulness and support, and I thank you for that. As I've thought about what to say and how to share, uh, my, I was brought to the point of reading a scripture, that portion of scripture that has been meaningful to me uh, and to my wife and family as we have met the challenges of life and uh, we all walk a different path and we're given different challenges and opportunities and but yet God's word is true and is has an answer for our every need and this portion is a portion of scripture that many of you can probably quote from memory and have read many times as I have. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. 
And it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. Isn't that a great promise to live by, to call upon, to be assured that God will hear our prayers if we will humbly come before Him? And that has been a source of strength for, for me in my Christian walk. And may we share Paul's aspiration and seek to know Jesus Christ more and more. Would you bow with me for a brief prayer? Lord, our hearts are stirred with the reading of your word and the great promises that are there for us. How you've inspired your word and Lord, how it touches our hearts and motivates us, Lord, to call upon your name to seek your direction for our lives and Lord help us to to live for you and Lord as we sang this more this just now before the service knowing that there is no other name has the power to save but Jesus Christ our Lord I ask your presence here in our this place tonight and that you give me clarity in sharing the message you would have me to share. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. I'd like to break my uh, testimony down into about three or four sections dealing primarily with um, my movement. I, have, uh, I was born here in Wilkes County on June 28, 1939, and lived here in Wilkes County until I graduated from high school. My mother was accepted Christ as her Lord and Savior as a child. She was a Christian leader in our family. She was a, had a tender spirit and a loving heart and shared that with everyone she met. My dad was a kind, gentle person, hardworking, but he didn't accept the Lord until I was a teenager. I accepted the Lord as my Lord and Savior, accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior at the age of 12 during vacation Bible school and how grateful we are for our children being downstairs, being taught, being nurtured by loving teachers and our 
minister for the children. And that brings back memories to me back to a young age when the Lord spoke to me and I was baptized at First Baptist Church uh, in North Wilkesboro where uh, I became a member and my family uh, were members, my, my mother and dad were members there until their death. So First Baptist Church uh, had a great meaning. It was the old church prior to the new church being built. And some of you may remember the, the old church there uh, on D Street. A fond memory that I have is uh, having been taught and by Dr. John Whalen. Dr. John Whalen was uh, someone you, you who had a, had a gentle spirit and made you feel very comfortable and uh, welcome and, and shared the love of Christ with, with us, with me, and with our family. In fact, he led my dad to the Lord and salvation. I had a sister and a brother. Um, we all attended North Wilkesboro Baptist Church until uh, I went away to college, as I've already said. I'm so grateful for the Christian men and women that were there who took me under their wing and taught me the importance of studying God's Word, memorizing the verses therein. And then I want to kind of couch my experiences through the various churches that I have been a part of and also tell you a little bit about where I was uh, or at the time. And of course, uh, this has been couched from uh, in the time frame of from birth to, eight, to 1957 until I graduated from high school. Graduated from West Wilkes High School and have fond memories of uh, the people who helped me there to uh, graduate and to uh, go beyond uh, uh, the high school. I, my first remembrance of where I lived as a young person was uh, on D Street in North Wilkesboro near First Baptist Church. One of the reasons why we attended North Wilkesboro is because we walked to church. And my mother always saw that I was there every time my door was open and that uh, we uh, were close by and it was convenient, but yet we were there because she loved us, nurtured us, and wanted us to be fed uh, the, through the ministry of all the fine people there. Then I want to jump to 1957 to 1970. In the fall of 1957, my high school friend, Gerald Langford, some of you in here know Gerald, he and I were high school classmates and uh, uh, were roommates in college. And along about May of our senior year, we decided, well, school's about out. And we uh, don't have a plan. You know, today all the college applications need to be in by November. Somebody was telling me, and here it was in the middle of May, and we were saying, well, we better do something about this. I was the first member of our family to uh, consider going off to college. 
and uh, that might have been true for Gerald. But anyway, we were interested in finding a place where we could go play football and maybe continue our education too. So uh, we, we found our way to Mars Hill Junior College and, uh, and uh, went upon arrival there. We uh, just had, had a good time in sharing and getting to know new people. Uh, being a Christian college at that time, uh, supported by the Baptist, uh, we attended uh, Mars Hill Baptist Church uh, while on campus. But you know, one of the most important things that uh, happened while I was at Mars Hill was that I met a young lady by the name of Patricia Secrest. We call her Pat today. And she changed my life forever. We were walking through the cafeteria line, Gerald and I, for a meal, and near the end of the semester. And we had meal tickets back then where they tore them out, and she was the cashier taking those tickets. So she asked Gerald, whose tray was full at the time, uh, do you have extra tickets? And uh, he, he said, uh, I'll sell you one. Just kidding with her. But anyway, he went on, and I got to thinking about that and looking across the dining room hall there at that pretty lady at the cash, cashier's station. So I went back and I said, do you really want a ticket, a meal ticket? And uh, she said yes, and so I gave her one, and I've been her meal ticket ever since. <laughs> so uh, we have uh, told that story many times, and uh, has been uh, a joy. Uh, and how, uh, how the Lord works. Uh, my intentions were to go to Mars Hill for uh, a one-year course and come on back home and go to work, but uh, the Lord saw fit to introduce me to Pat, and she had a tremendous impact on my uh, Christian growth. Pat was uh, in her second year at Mars Hill and transferred to Wake Forest uh, College at that time after completing her Associate of Arts degree. And I stayed on uh, at, at Mars Hill. Uh, I was there for three semesters. We, Gerald um, uh, and I did get lucky and did get to play a little football, and so uh, we took full advantage of that. And uh, after my third semester there, I transferred to Wake Forest also and uh, caught up with my sweetheart. We had been dating at Mars Hill and continued to date at, at, at Wake Forest, and we were m married at Calvary Baptist Church on August 6, 1960. Then we, Pat was, was a member Pat and her family were members of Calvary Baptist Church, which is located in an uh, older community in downtown Winston-Salem. Many of you may know, where, know about Calvary Baptist Church on the corner of Country Club and Peace Haven, a huge church at this point, but it had a very humble beginning. About a year after uh, we were married and um, began teaching, um, a young man by the name of Mark Quartz 
uh, that name may ring a bell with some of you who uh, have followed uh, the ministry, the work of, of Mark through the years. He was with uh, Youth for Christ, and he came to be our pastor at Calvary. During that time, uh, he led in a transition from a location downtown to the, the current location where it is now. Built a new chapel. And we made that transition. We're all a part of that work and uh, had uh, have happy memories there of all of the people that uh, came together as, as, as we uh, established a new uh, church in a new part of Winston-Salem. Pat, being the youngest of uh, 10 children, had several brothers and sisters, and they were, uh, many of them were a part of that church uh, family as well. But under Mark Cord's uh, uh, ministry and uh, God's leadership, I felt led to be become more involved in the life and work of the church. He was an encourager. Uh, he uh, he took us out. He he would come by and say, "Come on, let me take you by the hand and let's go. We've got to go door to door here, and we've got to service these people in this community because it's a new community and a growing church." So he taught us a great deal uh, along that line of, of how to minister in the community. Uh, so I began uh, teaching Sunday school, worked with the youth and the young adults, participated in the outreach program. I was ordained as a deacon there in 1965. I also assisted with the development of some of their uh, new programs, like a, a preschool program. And while attending uh, Calvary Baptist Church, I served as a director of Laurel Ridge Moravian Church Camp for three summers. Some of you, that may ring a bell with you too. Up Highway 18 towards Sparta on top of the mountain, Laurel Ridge Moravian Camp. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, our youngest child was, I think, what, six weeks old? We packed up um, and headed that way, and uh, the children had great experiences there during the summer. They didn't really think we worked any. You know, we were just there to go to camp, and so we enjoyed that, and, and God blessed in that experience as well. Pastor Mark Courts was important in my Christian growth, along with many men and women in the church, and including in that were many of Pat's uh, brothers who were part of the ministry there as well. Let me flash back to uh, my teaching and working career. After graduating from Wake Forest, I began my teaching career with the Forsyth County school system at Kernersville in the fall of 1961. I taught and coached at Kernersville Junior High School for six years. I began by teaching math, science, health, and physical education and coaching all the sports in the junior high, which I gained a great deal of pleasure from that, enjoyed working with the youngsters and uh, they were just an inspiration to me. 
After earning a master's degree in school administration in 1967, I served as an assistant principal at Southwest Junior High School, which was across town off of the Louisville uh, Clemens Road near the West Forsyth High School. So that takes us from 1957 through 1970. So in 1970, um, I was asked to apply for a principal's position uh, of a junior high school in Burlington, North Carolina. After much prayer and seeking the Lord's uh, leadership, except I accepted the position and moved my family, which had grown now from uh, one to uh, five. I had three children, well, from two to five. Get my math right here. So we bundled up those children and headed off to Burlington, a new venture, leaving Pat's family behind. And Pat cried for two years <laughs> because I took her 50 miles west of Winston-Salem. But anyway, we had a close-knit family there, and they, they, uh, they, uh, we loved them so much. And we loved the church family for which we were a part of at Calvary. However, God had a plan for us in Burlington. When we got settled in Burlington, our family became involved in the establishment of a new church on the west side of Burlington. Being part of the work uh, was certainly uh, truly a blessing for us and a plan which I'm convinced that God had in store for us to help us grow and to share and to, to, to share the love of Jesus with those new prospects in, uh, in Burlington who lived in that community where the church was to be established. Pat and I became charter members of a new church named the Holly Hill Baptist Church. Um, let me tell you how I got involved with that. As a new principal, meeting with the parents on the first uh, meeting of the school year. At the close of that meeting, uh, a gentleman came, I can see it today, came walking down that center aisle with his hand out and a smile about as uh, broad as you could, could visualize. And he said, I am Joe Sexton, and I want you to come and be a part of our church. We're in the process of establishing a new church in the community. And so he was convincing. He, he didn't stop with that. He continued to encourage us to come and be a part, and we did. And it uh, was a blessing for us to be a part of that expansion and growth and planning a new church. And while there, um, I served uh, as a Sunday school teacher, worked with the youth uh, and young people, served as a deacon, was deacon chairman, served on the pastor search committee, and served on other deacon and church committees while uh, there at Holly Hill. On May, in fact, uh, on May 22nd of this year, uh, Pat and I were invited back to the 50th anniversary of Holly Hill Baptist Church which again was a blessing to see the growth and development and, uh, and to see a few friends who were there, but many of the children of the friends that we had made 
while we were in Burlington. And let me uh, again flash back to what brought us, uh, took us to Burlington in regard to work. In July 1970, our family, as I've already said, moved to Burlington, where I served as principal of Turrentine Junior High School, which was later transitioned into a middle school. And I was there for eight years, and then as uh, principal of Walter M. Williams High School for five years. So we were in Burlington for a total of 13 years. That's where our children pretty much grew up, and uh, we uh, felt very comfortable in uh, Burlington and had made a lot of friends. So uh, the Lord was, was blessing, and we were grateful and uh, for that opportunity. And one of the things that stands out in my mind and, uh, is that, and one thing that I'm grateful for is all three of our children accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and were baptized there in the Holly Hill Baptist Church, a special place for us. However, I want to jump on now to 1983 and to the present. Uh, in the spring of 1983, uh, I applied for the vacant position of superintendent of schools here in Wilkes County. After searching my heart, uh, engaging the family in prayer, and seeking direction from the Holy Spirit, I accepted the superintendent's position when it was offered to me. Again, we had been there long enough to be established, and our children uh, uh, was meaningful to them, their classmates, and two of them had graduated from high school there. And um, so we um, made that transition. While we were in Burlington, um, our oldest daughter, well, our only daughter, <laughs> and uh, Keith uh, graduated from high school, and David, our youngest, was in high school when we made the transition. So in uh, 1983, uh, a group of us from Burlington were working on our uh, educational specialist degree at Appalachian, and we would drive to Boone on Saturday morning. And we would often stop at the service station on Highway 421 across from the Dodge House where Mr. Shoemaker, Pat Smithy's father, had a service station and garage. And we'd usually get us a Coke and pack an abs and visit a while and get a little rest from uh, our travel. And Mr. Shoemaker uh, approached me and said, um, would you uh, be interested in, in coming back to Wilkes and uh, being uh, superintendent of schools? Because uh, I had known Pat and I were in school together and her older brother, and so uh, I knew Mr. Shoemaker. And... He was an encourager there along uh, those lines of, of seeking that position. And there were many other men who, and women who were encouraging to me uh, along uh, that line in regard to my employment. And that was uh, men like Mr. John Idle, uh, who many of you may have met at the community college after he was a district 
principal in, uh, in the Western District when I was in high school. Uh, his wife, Etta, uh, and, uh, and uh, John and Norma Jean Burnett were part of that picture at that time. I'd met them in meetings, state meetings, uh, prior to coming uh, to Wilkes, and so it was a, a pleasure to renew that acquaintance, and they were encouraging. Now let me tell you about our involvement then upon coming back. We've, we've of, of course, going back to uh, my home church, uh, I guess if you would call it that, at um, uh, North Wilkesboro Baptist Church, where my parents were attending. We did attend some there. But uh, let me tell you how we became involved with Wilkesboro Baptist Church. Our youngest son, David, uh, was a, a sophomore at uh, Wilkes Central, and uh, he got to know several of the young people who were attending uh, church here, and they invited him. They reached out to him to invite him to come and be a part of the youth group. So he uh, uh, accepted that invitation, came and became involved with uh, the youth. And uh, you may recognize some of these names, uh, uh, David Kilby, uh, Andrew Shepard, Jamie Andrews, Charlie Solomon. Some of those folks of you, folks who are new may not recognize those names, but some of us remember them well. And this is when we began attending Wilkesboro Baptist Church. And in the spring of 1984, Pat and I, along with David, requested that our church membership be requested from Holly Hill Baptist Church in Burlington. And as we made that move, transition to, uh, from Burlington to, to Wilkes, you know it, some of you know the story. Pat cried again because we were 50 miles west of Winston-Salem. Never did really take her too far, but just enough for her to cry quite a bit and missing her family. But anyway, we have laughed a lot about that. And, uh, but she, she has grown to love Wilkes County and, uh, and all of the people who have been so kind to us. As we uh, became acquainted with Wilkesboro Baptist Church, um, there were many people, and some of you in this room, who, who reached out to us and made us feel very comfortable and encouraged us to, to come here. And obviously, Al and Margaret Andrews were ahead of the list. Uh, Larry and Cheryl Kilby, uh, who who is still my Sunday school teacher. And uh, Bob and Wanda Parsons, uh, just to mention a few, and many others who were very kind to us and encouraged us to come and become active. And while, or since being here at uh, Wilkesboro Baptist since 1984, uh, we have lived here now longer than we have at any other place, having lived in Winston-Salem, Burlington, and then back here. Um, I've had the privilege uh, of serving in, in several capacities uh, here at the church as a Sunday school teacher in the younger days, served as deacon and deacon chairman, chairman of the deacon personnel and finance committees, uh, served on the preschool committee, 
uh, which I had a special love for and based on my background and uh, teaching. Member of the Pastor Search Committee, participated in two mission trips to Alaska and one to Guatemala and participated in Baptist men's mission work on the Gulf Coast, as some of you may remember. Down in the eastern part of North Carolina, we did some special projects and uh, through local projects uh, through Baptist men as well. Uh, Al Andrews, you probably remember that you and uh, uh, I think maybe Tom Fur may, may have been a part of um, of that trip where we went down to Camp Caraway and uh, did some repair work uh, and painted and did some fixing up there, which uh, again was a great fellowship in the early days of, of our getting acquainted here with the family of Wil at Wilkesboro. Uh, I'm a member of a disciple group for which uh, we met this morning, and uh, I'm so grateful for the, the support and encouragement that they provide as we come together to pray and, 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 and seek the Lord's leadership and, and to fellowship together. I've also served as a messenger from Wilkesboro Baptist Church to the Brushy Mountain Baptist Association, worked with the Toy Store Annual Project, and I'm currently a member of the Brushy Mountain Administ Baptist Association administrative team. And Pat and I also assisted with uh, serving meals at uh, his light, as many of you have. And as many of you have also been a part of uh, delivering meals to uh, the elderly on Saturday mornings prior to COVID, uh, which was a Wilkesboro Baptist Church uh, uh, aging ministry project for which we uh, had a, a blessing every Saturday morning as we visited with those ladies and um, have often wondered, you know, uh, I know some of them have passed along and, uh, and at this time, but that was a great experience as well. And uh, after retiring, from uh, being superintendent, um, I was invited to be a part of uh, of the Gideons International, uh, and uh, in 1957, I was invited by another name from from Wilkesboro Baptist, Bob Morgan, to become a part of that ministry and in, in continuing to be active in and that membership and serving in different capacities there of, of uh, being uh, membership chairman, vice president, president chaplain, and membership leader uh, for our area and a church speaker. So it kind of brings us down to the point then that um, uh, we're uh, Flashing back again to the to the employment side, I uh, came uh, here in 1983 as superintendent and retired. And after 12 years service in 1995, and uh, had um, uh, as many of our jobs are uh, sometimes it was challenging. And uh, but the Lord led us through that, and I, I praise Him every day for for his direction and his guidance uh, in my life, not only in, in relationship to uh, the, the growth, which I feel 
uh, he has provided through our involvement in the different churches we've been a part of, but also through our work. It's been a pleasure to work with young people through the years. Um, one other quick point that um, uh, I think is no, noteworthy because it was meaningful to me was that when I did, after I retired in 1995 um, from uh, the public school system, I was asked to be a consultant for the development and establishment of the Calvary Baptist Church High School in Winston-Salem. If you stop and think and, uh, about it, uh, uh, the Lord led me to be a part of helping to establish a preschool program for them when they moved into their new location. It grew into an elementary K-8 school, and then I had the privilege of going back to work with them in the establishment of a high school program, which was uh, a, a major uh, Christian influence there in Winston-Salem. God led me through these various steps. Pat and I have been blessed to be a part of three strong Bible teaching churches. We thank our Heavenly Father for the joy of the fellowship and the opportunity to serve through the years. And I covet your prayers as we Strive to go forward seeking the Lord's leadership in the new uh, uh, dimension of our church of establishing elders. I feel very humbled. Um, I thank you for your kind remarks and your support. Uh, I want to pledge to you uh, my faithfulness and, 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 uh, and ask for your uh, assistance as we go forward, if that's the will of the church, and that uh, we might be uh, honor our Lord and Savior through our continued ministry here. We're so blessed to have so many new members. We're so blessed to sit under the teaching of God's Word. We're so blessed with the blessings of the teaching of the doctrine and the depth of our what we believe. And uh, as we go back to the scripture where Paul told us to rejoice, and I say rejoice always, taking our needs before the Lord, being unified as he taught to the Philippians, being constant in prayer and seeking the blessings which Jesus, our Savior, will provide. I'd like to close by introducing my family. Some of you don't know them. Uh, and uh, all of them have been, have, have visited here or attended here on uh, along the way I'd like to ask my wife Pat to stand uh, I love her she's the best thing that's ever happened to me other than, than salvation through Christ uh, I, we have a, a, a daughter and a, we have three adult children 
and six grandchildren. Our oldest daughter, uh, Terry LeWitt, her real name is Teresa, and she is married to Mark LeWitt, and they live in Spartanburg, South Carolina. We see her occasionally, but not often enough. We have two sons, Keith Lyle and Melinda. Keith and Melinda stand. Uh, if you folks haven't met them, uh, we are grateful for their testimony and their work and their love for Christ here in this church. And we have a younger son, uh, and Keith and Melinda, of course, live here. Our youngest son, David, uh, lives in Zionville, which is just beyond uh, Boone. And he loves it up there with this cold weather. And uh, we get to see him from time to time. We also have six grandchildren. Uh, Benjamin Lyle, uh, who is Keith's oldest son. Sam Lyle is, and, and uh, Allison. He has three children. And then our daughter has two children. Lauren LeWitt Balmer and her husband Jacob. And David LeWitt and his wife Natalia. And then uh, Katie is our youngest son's daughter. We have been so blessed to have six great uh, grandchildren, and it's been a joy to watch them grow and develop. And uh, we uh, can't thank God enough for the blessings He sent our way. And I just look forward to the days ahead and how God's going to use this church to minister to those uh, who need to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. And our mission for the church is that our mission is to lead our neighbors and the nations to follow Jesus. May we all be dedicated to that task. Thank you so much for your time, and, and I hope I haven't taken more time than I needed to. Thank you, Marsh. Thank Appreciate you. you. Let me shake your hand. You just stay right here. Thank you, sir. Uh, he did take enough time where you don't have time to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a good job, Marsh. Let me, say, let me say one thing about Marsh. I do want you to, yes. If you do have a specific question, he's available tonight to, to answer any, uh, any specific or personal questions. Let me say something about him that I greatly appreciate. One is when Al and Tad and I interviewed him, uh, it, it was about as clear as it could possibly be that I, I think God put Marsh in this role for this time at Wilkesboro Baptist Church. Uh, he is godly and wise. I can't tell you the number of times in the seven years that I've been here that we've been in a deacons meeting or in a personnel committee meeting or sitting down with a, with a staff issue. And Marsh just has a very godly way to get at a question that needs to be asked or a comment that needs to be made that is just perfect and timely. He has saved me on a number of occasions with those godly wise questions. And I think God has raised him up for such a time as this in the life of our church. And Marsh, thank you for sharing your story. Uh, and we're very confident in, um, in, in your ability to, to serve in this role. Um, you can have a seat. I'll close this up. One thing I would say to you as a congregation, we will have a, uh, a couple of votes. Vote on Vince in a couple of weeks. Vote on March, December 11th. Pray for us as we transition and what that looks like in the life of our church. We've got some 
some wonderful design challenges to figure out as we move forward in this process of a plurality of lay elders, a plurality of elders here at Wilkesboro Baptist Church. What I'm grateful for is that we have godly men with godly character, Steve Melton and Vince Adams and, and Marshall Lyle. One thing that I want you to make note of, if you were here for all three testimonies, make note of the thread that runs through each of their stories. Did you catch it? They didn't talk about a sermon that changed their life. They didn't talk about a Sunday school lesson they heard, a song they sang. They talked about somebody or several somebodies that invested in them the teaching of the gospel, what it meant to follow Jesus, what it meant to love others, what it meant to grow as a follower of Christ. Folks, part of the reason I think God wants us to move in this transitional leadership structure is so that we as elders can raise up others to be elders, pastors, and missionaries in our church and to the nations, to raise up others who will be deacons and who will be Sunday school teachers and servants in the life of the church. Why? Because when we get to our, you know, later in life, we're not going to remember the sermon we heard, but we will remember the pastor who invested. We're not going to remember the, the, the lesson that changed our life, but we might remember the Sunday school teacher the deacon, the elder, the servant that invested in us. And so you pray for us as we continue to move forward in this process. Marsh, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Remember to like and subscribe wherever podcasts are found.